Brandon, I'm thinking of starting a painting business. Am I off my rocker nuts? Well, Chris, you've always been off your rocker nuts. Thank you. This is why we're good friends. <laughs> exactly. So episode done. No, no, just kidding. So when people want to start a painting business, the first question you ask yourself, why? Why do I want to do this? And sometimes it's because maybe you were at a job, the homeowner is super nice and they're like, oh, you did a really great job. You should be self-employed. They mean it as a compliment. And the reason why they say that is because you do really good work and they appreciate you. However, the whole business aspect of things gets so much more complicated. This is why you need to consider the why. And I always tell people, maybe go to your boss and ask for a three, four, five dollar an hour raise. And that might scratch that itch enough for you where you'll put this insanity of starting the business out of your brain. I agree, because there's so much that goes into the business that if you're just thinking, oh, I can make some more money, it's going to take you as a business owner longer to get that than you're really thinking if you're going to start it. The other question is, do I need to actually start this business? Or like you said, can I get this itch scratched another way by getting that raise or another option? Go to the boss and say, you know, I've been here for X number of years. I'd like some more responsibility. Can I be the lead painter? Can I be the job suit? Can I start going on bids with you to try and get that extra experience that you might just be feeling like, hey, I'm doing such a good job over here. I think I can try it over here and do more. So you're asking those questions, the need questions, the why questions that'll really help you get to the heart of either moving forward with starting your own business or, you know what, I'm good having a boss and painting for them. And I appreciated your suggestion that if you're considering starting the business, make sure that you fully understand and appreciate all aspects of painting. Now, I'm gonna be honest, I went on my own when I was like 17 as a painter. I knew how to work a paintbrush and I knew how to work a roller. And that was pretty much it. And I was like, this is great. But the reality is I learned a lot of things the hard way. And had I had stuck around with my mentor, maybe a couple more years longer, it would have been a little bit easier. So try to have a full understanding of different aspects of the trade. There's so much that goes into running a business. I mean, at the end of the day, if you're just painting right now, you paint all day long, whistle sounds at the end of the day, it's five o'clock, you drop your brush in a bucket, you wash out your roller, you go get in your vehicle, strip off your painting clothes, you're heading to the bar, you're heading home, you're doing whatever, you're done for the day. If you're the business owner, not only have you been painting all day long, especially if it's just you and one guy or just you running it, you gotta paint all day long, then you gotta go home and get out the computer, do your bids, return phone calls, plan the next day's job, get materials, do all these other things that, you know, that's a lot of extra work. Is it really what you wanna do with your evening now instead of just, putting your feet up and watching the football game. It's a ton of work. And if you have a good boss, they make it look easy. And so you look at them and you're like, well, that doesn't look too hard. I can do that, no problem. And then you look at, I'm not gonna say their flaws, but you look at like what you think you could do better. You are like, well, I, I could do better than that. And then you, you start formulating this alternate reality in your brain, but the reality is there's a lot of difficulties. And you touched on one, and that is the time the time that it takes. A lot of times people just look at the possible paycheck and they're like, well, that's great, but they don't look at all the steps that it takes to get 
to that paycheck. Exactly. And you have to sacrifice something because if you're going to do a business that suddenly encompasses your entire life. Like you said, you started when you were 17, 18 years old. So you got, got to learn the hard way, but you weren't attached. So, you know, we tried to start a painting business. Like if I tried to start it at my age, well, I've got a routine. I've got a family. I've got all these things that are built in. I've got this whole lifestyle that I really like having that if I went out on my own, I would have to give up something and I might not be real happy about giving up whatever it is to now run a business that feels like a lot more work. And especially for the first year or two, it's a, it's a tough slog. And I know guys have been doing it for, you know, 15, 20 years who still have a tough slog with it. They're phenomenal painters, but the business aspect of it, the running of the books, doing the phone calls, the doing the bids, that's where they struggle. And they're always behind the eight ball because they just, they're focused on their painting. They're focused on the painting. It's like, oh, I'll get to that other stuff later. I'll get to that other stuff later. I want to spend time with my family. I want to go out with my friends. I want to watch the football game. And all of a sudden, oh crap, I forgot to do all this other stuff in my business. What do I do now? Yes. And I'll say everybody's a legend in their own mind. Like before you start doing something, you look at it and you're the king of the world. You can handle this. You can do that. I would have handled that differently and I would have made this better. I would have, when you become that guy, you know, the man, so to speak, boy, it's completely different. It's the weight of the business comes down on your shoulders, especially like you said, if you have a family, if you have a mortgage, because all of this can be a strain on your marriage. And so you need to make sure that you consult with your spouse to be able to come to that agreement. Heavy is the head that wears the crown is, you know, an old saying, and you have to have that work-life balance as well, which I know you've done a good job with it. We've talked many times over the years, how you just had these things in place. You had your business before you met your wife. So it was easy for her to come in and understand, okay, he's got this, here's the routine. I know what I'm getting into, but if you jump into it now, and you've already got, like I said, got all these routines established, you've got to go to your spouse and say, hey, I want to do this. Are you on board? Because if you're on board with it, but they're not on board with it, you're back right to square one with that stress and all that other angst. So you've got to establish those ground rules from the get-go with everybody involved in your life so they know what to expect from you and you can then know what to expect from them and have that support back and forth and then really strive to do that work-life balance, which will never be a perfect system you're always going to be struggling with that, but at least you know the goals you're working towards. They know the rules, you know the rules so that, all right, dinner every night at six o'clock come, you know, hell or high water, we're going to sit down and have dinner for an hour and then you can go back to your beds, whatever that is, whatever that routine that you have to get into, you've got to have that up front. Yes. And I'll say personally, my wife has always been super good. Her dad was self-employed, so she knows the drill. I've learned that I always have phone calls. I always have emails. I always I always have text messages that I have to get out to people. And so I, I just peck away at it throughout the day. My wife and I, we could be at dinner and then she'll, you know, see me on my phone. And I always try to keep it like very, very brief. And, you know, click, 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 click. You know, you send that text message, you send the email so that things are set up for the next day. And, and she knows and she understands. The thing is too, vacations aren't necessarily your own too. I get phone calls and messages while I'm on vacation. And actually, I appreciate it. I would rather have people call me or message me 
as opposed to try to sweep something under the rug or take care of it themselves and then something goes wrong and I come home to a bigger problem. So I'll take that five minutes, I'll fix the problem, and then my vacation becomes more relaxing. Right, and that is a, a learned behavior. If you're gonna run a business, there's so many things that you get to learn. Like you said, you learned them the hard way. Hopefully this video helps to at least get you in the mindset of what you need to be looking for. At the end of the day, Brandon, you know, do you level up at your current job and then go, okay, we're gonna go through all the steps and then go to the business? Or is it just one of those things where you just kind of, at some point, you know, in your gut, it says it's time to go do it. It's going to be different for every person. Uh, some people are more adventurous, let's put it that way. And they might not have as many, we'll say attachments. You might not have a mortgage. You might not have a family. And because of that, you can be a little more adventurous with the decisions that you make. And that was where I was when I started my business. Fortunately, it worked out for me. But if you have a family, if you have some kids, well, you might want to try to like level up in your job, fully understand everything because you have to pitch this to your spouse that this is going to be a good idea, not only for me and for you, but for the whole family. You want to make sure that you have enough knowledge to be successful. I agree. And like you had said, that you would wish you kind of would have spent some more time with your mentor. If you were in a current painting situation, learn as much as you can from your current boss. Typically, if you've got a good boss, they're willing to teach you because they want to keep you around for one, because you're obviously good at what you do if you're thinking about starting a business. So they will train you in the hopes of keeping you, but also they understand that, you know what, if I can train this person up and then they do go out on their own, I will have an essentially a business partner that I helped get going. So if I need them, I can lean on that person. They can rely back on me. You've got an instant network connection right there. And then also you get to learn more aspects of the business that you don't normally get to do by saying, hey boss, show me how to bid. Show me how the sales works. You know, when you step out on your own, you've already got a base knowledge of this worked, that worked. I see why this didn't work. Okay, I made this mistake over here because I had someone backing me up to say, that's not the right way to do it. This is the right way to do it. Yes, and sometimes like just dipping your toe into the trade. Maybe I get an extra job here and there and I work on it nights and weekends. So I do that. You make a little extra money, which is always nice. You try to hone your bidding skills. Shameless plug. If you want to know how to bid for our YouTube, take a look at that, that link that just popped up or just follow the link in the description. You can hone your bidding skills and then you can see, well, I would have lost my shirt on that one or, oh, I did pretty good. So it buys you a little bit of time so that you can dive in a little more comfortable. Exactly. And a little bit more cushion as well, because you've got that regular full-time job to cover the basis of your bills before you jump out and say, I'm on my own. Great. It's all on me. I think that's a great list of everything to start with. The meditation, uh, you had mentioned it in a previous conversation. You've got to meditate on these things. You've got to think about it and really delve into yourself to make sure that I want to do it, why I want to do it, and do I actually need to do it? And ask, answer those questions first. And if that doesn't scare you away, then you're ready to go. <laughs> That's an even better one. We would love to hear from our fellow ponderers exactly what they think, or if we missed anything that they feel that we should have added, please leave a comment below. Thank you, ponderers. We'll see you next time.